0: Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. I'm back. So excited to meet you here again. Hope that you're doing well on this beautiful day. (laughs) It's a beautiful day here. I don't know what the weather's like where you are, but you could also just decide that it is a beautiful day because you say so, right? Today we're going to be talking about the joy plan. This is one of my favorite things to coach on. It just feels so luxurious and wonderful to think about joy and to think about intentionally planning it. I don't think we do enough of that. I know before I discovered coaching, I was just living my life as it came to me. Whatever the day brought, that's how I dealt with things. That's the mood that I adopted. And I love the fact that we get to intentionally create the experience we want to have and the emotions we want to have based on many things, mostly our thoughts and how we align our actions with those thoughts. So Here's something I believe that it's important for you to know is the best way to have a happier marriage is to create a happier you. I'll say that again. The best way to have a happier marriage is to create a happier you. How is that true? I really want you to take your brain there for a minute and just build the connections, build the evidence, build the belief that that's in large part how a lot of this works. You being happier creates a happier marriage. Here's how. Right. I'm intentionally pausing because I know when I listen to podcasts, like when the person throws a question out there, I pause it and I think about what it is they've just offered and how it applies to my life and how I want to extend my own learning. That's how you become an active listener, an active engager with this work for the deepest learning and for the deepest transformation, right? Podcasts, even though we listen to them like we do, the radio, it's not the same thing. I take this time with you really seriously and I want it to feel like we're in session together and I want you to maximize the investment of time that you're making to even listen, right? So this isn't something you want to passively consume it's something you want to actively engage in so how is it true for you that the best way to have a happier marriage is to create a happier you one of the things i thought about when i posed this question to myself is when i'm happier i just feel lighter And I'm much more lighthearted. It just feels like sunshine on the inside of me. And I'm smiling more. I'm friendlier. I'm so much more patient with my kids. I'm not in a rush. Everything's good. I'm more positive, right? Even if bad things happen on a day where I'm feeling happy, it's just like I'm able to make the most of it. I don't sweat the small stuff. I can let little annoyances go. I'm more grateful. I know when I'm happy and grateful together, I spend so much more of my day literally thanking God, (laughs) right? We recently, I think I talked about this last episode, but we went to a water park um, the other weekend. And for probably... 45 minutes, I just sat watching my kids play with my husband and my parents, and I just sat in gratitude for the means to be able to create a family experience like that, that everyone was healthy, that my kids were enjoying themselves, that this would be a memory in their lives that they will always treasure. And I was so grateful and so happy, so happy, right? So when you're happy, you're also just more flexible and accommodating. Like who cares, (laughs) right? It really puts in perspective what matters. And the things you might be annoyed about on a bad day, like you just, you don't even care. It's like, it's fine. It's totally fine. You're kinder, you're more helpful. You're less needy and demanding. I didn't need anything from anyone when I was sitting there. I didn't need my husband to be any different than he was being. I didn't need anyone to do anything for me or make me feel a certain way. The kids, when they needed to use the bathroom and it took like 15 minutes because they've got those sopping wet swimsuits on. I didn't care. It's just great. So great. So I want you to think about one of your happiest moments and how you were being. And here's what is so clear. People know when you're happy. Right? They can feel it. They just know today's a good day. And how amazing is that? Now, here's what I want you to do. Hopefully, you've really gotten yourself to a happy place just by thinking about it, right? Which is fascinating that I just relived a happy moment right now, and I got happy all over again. Isn't it amazing what our brains can do when we put it to work for us? This is why it's so important to just be directing your thinking and shaping the experience that you have because you're so in control of it, right? So on the flip side, here's what I also want you to think about. How do you respond to happy people? I know for me, I'm big on customer service. And I have so many experiences that I could share just about the impact that people who are happy doing their work helping me or people that are happy doing their work not even helping me, just how infectious that is and how attractive it is. I don't mean like attractive in any like inappropriate way, but just like attractive and like drawing you in and like magnetizing you. Because you want to be around happy people. You feel comfortable around happy people. And you want to be happy too. Someone who's lit up and excited and just like unabashedly in glee and delight, that rubs off on you. Even if you don't let it show very much, you feel it on the inside, right? Being around happy people creates an easy experience. You look forward to interacting with them. They make things easier for you. Like you're not stressed around happy people. They just have this energy of like, nothing's a problem. Let's be happy. And it's addictive. And so I spend a lot of time grounding us in that because this is what we want more of in marriage. We want to be happy. Whenever I talk to people and ask them, what do you want in this marriage? Everybody says, I want to be happy right? And you being happy, your spouse being happy, you being happy together at the same time is literally the best. Now here's the thing. The way that most people try to go from being unhappy to happy is by getting their spouse to do or be something different it's very natural and it is the human way to look for things outside of yourself to bring you an experience inside of yourself so it's literally like you're looking you're going outside of yourself i have my like arms stretched out and like reaching for something right i want you to imagine stretching your arms out towards your spouse <laughs> putting your hands on their shoulder and wanting them to be a certain way or do certain things and you like pick them up and you like put them inside of your body so that you can feel happy that's literally what we're doing and I'm chuckling and laughing and I said we because I'm guilty of this too it is literally the human way it is how we've been taught and conditioned To create our emotions by outside things. That's why so many people struggle internally with their own emotional health and well-being because we're always looking outside of ourselves. That's why so many celebrities who literally have everything external can still be miserable on the inside. That's why people can have what seems on the outside like the picture-perfect marriage with the picture-perfect spouse and still not be happy because the things outside of you don't actually create what you feel inside of you. Now, let's be honest, yes, your spouse can add or subtract to your experience, but it's Only because of what you are thinking. When you are thinking they're doing the right thing, they're being the kind of spouse that I want them to be, then you're happy. And when you're thinking they're not doing the right thing, they should be doing this other thing that they're not doing, they're not being the kind of spouse that I want, then you are unhappy. So yes, they play a role because they provide the trigger or the circumstance that you then have a thought about. And it's your thoughts about what they're doing that then create how you're feeling. So what I want to really be able to help you do in this episode is to create a buffer between what your spouse is doing or not doing and your sense of joy and happiness. I wanna help you not be as dependent on them to influence and control how you feel. What I want to gift to you because it literally is a gift is the ability to create the emotions that you want independent of what your spouse is doing or not doing and independent of circumstances, things outside of you. Now, I wanna be clear that you can use this tool when what you really want is to shift from feeling unhappy to happy. There are some situations in your life and in your marriage where you don't wanna be happy about it, and that's okay right there are lots of things that you may encounter for which implementing a joy plan might not be the best thing for you sometimes you want to implement a pain plan how to navigate a painful emotion that is also okay but today we are tapping into joy so that you know how to do this when joy And happiness is what you want to feel so your ability to create your own happiness is literally a superpower and I really want you to be able to do that on demand whenever you want I think about this book I read recently it's by um, Joel Osteen's father I think his name was John Osteen and What's the name of it? I can actually look it up because I listened to it on Audible. It is called Living in the Abundance of God. It's such a good book. And what I love about it is he keeps showing us how anything we want to experience or feel is available to us, just like air. I want you to think about that. Like we don't think about actively needing air. It's just there. There we breathe it in, we benefit from it, we take advantage of it, and we don't even really give it a second thought. We don't like think about, oh, what if there's not enough air? What if I can't have air? No, it's just there all the time. And the same is for happiness and peace and joy and all the fruits of the spirit that God has already promised us, like it's available to us all the time. So. One of the things that is important to sort of visually imagine is that we all have happiness receptors. I was a biology major, so I'm like really into, you know, like antibodies and things like that. I won't go too sciency on you, but even if you just think about the cells in your body, right, we all have a number of red blood cells and white blood cells. And I want you to think of like happiness as like yellow cells in your body that over the course of your life there's some experiences that add to that some that take it away what we're doing now consciously by creating a joy plan is we're building the number of happy cells inside your body so that you grow your capacity to experience happiness right? So happiness can be seen like a thermostat. And if you've been unhappy in your marriage for a very long time, your thermostat is probably set pretty low. And even a 10% increase might feel amazing. So that's what we're doing with your joy plan for some like maybe you're overall pretty happy. There's just some minor points and things you want to be better, then we're going to increase your happiness threshold even more. Okay, so we're building receptors because when you have more happiness receptors, you get to experience happiness at a deeper, grander, more intense level. And who doesn't want that? Right. So the way that I teach my clients to do this is by creating a joy plan, which is the title of this podcast episode. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give you the building blocks now And then we will take things deeper with a joy plan when you join my new coaching program, which I'm going to tell you about how you can learn more and enroll at the end of this episode. But just know that right now, all you need to know is the basic building blocks to get started, and then we're going to take it deeper together. So first of all, there's no right or wrong way to do this. But you do want to pay attention to the following things, okay? So first of all, defining the joy plan, it's really just a set of intentional activities and practices that you build into your life so that you are experiencing the joy and the happiness that you want. I'll read it again. The joy plan is a set of intentional activities and practices that you build into your life so that you are experiencing the joy and happiness you want. Now, we're doing this in other areas of our lives all the time, right? So if you're looking to lose weight, you might intentionally build into your life exercise or meal prep. Right? If you want to further your education, you intentionally enroll in school and build into your schedule time to take your classes and time to do the assignments. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. You want to create joy, so you're going to intentionally build joy-producing activities and experiences into your life. So when you are doing this, these are the things I want you to pay attention to. First of all, your values. What is it that you value? When I started doing this work for myself, knowing what my values are became my like North Star. It was like my compass that whenever I wasn't feeling happy or as joyful as I wanted to, I could go to my values and see what was off right so if you're not even really that familiar yet with what I mean when I talk about values no problem we have our friend Google you can list values you can literally Google a list of values okay (laughs) and i'll share with you some of my values when i did some of these exercises one is fun and happiness which is probably why i'm so excited to talk about this topic other values are inner peace and harmony i don't like a lot of conflict i don't like to feel uneasy other values are love compassion and kindness which of course, is why I'm drawn to doing this kind of work. Freedom and autonomy and wealth is really important to me. It's actually even how I started this business and why I left the work that I was doing before. I wasn't feeling like my financial autonomy or decision-making was in my hands, right? Like, decisions were given to me from the top down about how much I could make and how much I couldn't make. And I was like, no, that's not for me. (laughs) I want to be in control of my financial life. And I know I have value. And I know that for me, at least entrepreneurship was like the way to go. But that's just me because I know my values, right? So again, if you aren't entirely clear on values, what they are, what yours are, just do a quick Google search, identifying your values inside of my coaching containers, working with me privately or in this new program that I'm going to be sharing. I give you exercises like you don't have to Google anything it's literally done for you already you just do the work and there you have your values okay so you don't have to worry about that but for now just think about what are some of your values the second thing I want you to consider is what are your natural qualities because again you're gonna be happiest and most joyful when you're in alignment with who you really are for me I am an extrovert I like people. And so when COVID first hit, it was hard for me because I like going out. I like being in the energy of a lot of people. And that was hard for me. But I know that about myself. And so I've intentionally created other experiences to give me that feed into my natural quality. So what are your natural qualities? Are you an introvert? Or are you an extrovert? Are you lively? Are you more reserved? Do you like to be home or outside? Just knowing these natural things about you will help you be sure to incorporate things that support that in your joy plan. The other thing that's really important is to identify your minimum baseline and your non-negotiables. These are the things that you have to have as part of your life, as part of your day. For me, it is 20 minutes of walking. I have to have that. It helps my mood. It helps me to just have those 20 minutes to myself where I get to focus on moving my body, listening to something in my ears that's going to feed me in the way that I want to be fed. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's a prayer. Sometimes it's an audiobook. Right, That's my sacred time for myself and it's non-negotiable for me. What are some things that are non-negotiable for you? Now, with that comes permission, which is another thing that I want you to think about. Giving yourself permission to want what you want and to have what you want to have in your joy plan. Other people may have ideas about it. That's okay. Part of my joy plan includes a hotel night away. Some people might have thoughts about that. That's okay. I give myself permission to want what I want and to have what I want to have. You can do that too, right? Taking care of yourself, creating and implementing a joy plan is not selfish in a negative way. It's self-serving, which then helps you be better for the people in your life, right? And we started this whole episode with the idea that the best way to have a happier marriage is to create a happier you. The other thing is loving what's right for you. Like this is your joy plan. There's no right joy plan. It's whatever is right for you and that you love it, that you feel happy experiencing it. And that may mean you tolerate some discomfort from other people having thoughts about it. Maybe your spouse doesn't like your joy plan. That's okay because your joy plan is going to make you more happy and then you'll be happier to be around. A little bit easier to be around you. So sometimes people don't like the process, but they like the end result. So, what if you focused on that? All right. So, here's what I want you to do because we're working together here. This is, we're in session. What are three things that you're going to add to your joy plan? You can just start with three. Pause this if you need to. But I really want to invite you to leave this podcast with a plan and with something that you're going to do differently, something that's going to enhance you so that your marriage is enhanced as well and the experience of your marriage is better for everyone involved. That's the joy plan. Okay, so you have that to get started now how we extend this joy plan and make it your way of life is going to be inside my new group coaching program and the way that you will learn about my new group coaching program is by joining me for the party i'm throwing i'm literally creating an all-out celebration it's a party a launch party to be exact, where I will be sharing six ways to upgrade your marriage and showing you exactly how each of those six ways is built in to the program that I've created, how I will literally guide you step by step through each one of those areas to create a marriage that you love, to create an experience with your spouse that lights you up inside. So if you are wanting to improve your communication or deepen your connection or operate better as a team or feel and experience more love and enjoyment and happiness and joy in your marriage, this is the program for you. So to RSVP, for the launch party, you are going to go to my website, drshawan.com forward slash launch party. There's a tab there right on the home page that you will be able to click. And you'll enter your name and your email address, and you will get an email response and confirmation from me that you are in and I will maybe even promote you to VIP. So you know that VIP, <laughs> when you think about it for a party, comes with some special privileges and bonuses. So that's included here. Again, you are going to go to drshivan.com forward slash launch party just click the tab that's there and sign up. I cannot wait to see you on July the 10th at 5pm Eastern. Have a great week. Have more joy. Work this plan. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13marriagebeliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.